It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Wednesday hump day. Welcome into the show, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Wednesday, which means most of the time, I'm joined by Tony Burke. This is one of those days. How's it going, brother? feel like Ed McMahon every time that comes on. Ah, dun, dun. Uh, great stuff. <laughs> I'm doing great um, Let's get to good news. By the way, it is uh, Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. Wednesday, January 11th, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. Kentucky fan, if you want to call and vent, I know you've had other shows to do that on, but I'm here for you. If you uh, need some counseling, just give me a call. The uh, Thornton's text line, te- three, two, one. The Thornton's text line is another way to get a hold of us. It's 502-414-1450. Right now, get your free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito with any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your breakfast on Thornton's. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I want to start with good news because uh, we're going to talk some bad news. <laughs> DeMar Hamlin out of the hospital in Buffalo, Tony, after what we saw two Mondays ago, this is incredible. Yes, it is, John. And, uh, wow, I mean. Back home. Yeah, and it just kind of sets the tone for the playoffs, in my opinion, because the players from all teams, you know, were, were really down. And yeah, it affected all the it players. Did. You're and, right. And I, I just think it's a wonderful thing. And, boy, it, it, after that night watching that game up in Cincinnati, you just pray, everybody prayed for him to get better. And I, it looks like things are really going in the right direction. And there was 48 hours, 72 hours, when you just didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know if that uh, if, if his brain – Activity was going to be okay, but apparently, um, and, and look, we we think, oh, this is great. We need to thank everybody who got out on that field quickly from the trainers for both teams, ambulance drivers, whoever had the um, the, the CPR pal- uh, mallets there, got them to them in time. I mean, it was a it was a team effort, and those medical personnel that were on hand at the time they basically saved a life. Well, the the no great two ways about it. No, and you're exactly right. And the great part about it, a professional sporting event like that, has progressed so much over the years with medical help, and that you're able no, to do that. Yeah, and he wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for the people that were there. I mean, plain and simple. When you see grown men who you think are big and tough football players sitting out there crying. Uh, you know things are, are are pretty dire. There was there were no uh, paddles when Hank Gathers went down. No, nope. and uh, I remember you know, watching after, it John. after that game. That became a mandatory thing. You had to have a defibrillator on site at sporting events, and um, you know that was that was tough to watch when that happened. But uh, the good that came out of it is now we are more prepared for things like that to happen, or we are. Less unprepared. Let's put it that way. Well, I can tell you, as a high school basketball coach, we have to go through every two years. Have to go through CPR training, and most schools have one defibrillator. Sanex has three, which we're very fortunate. And it basically they teach you if you don't ever want to have to do this stuff, but at least you can try. And the defibrillator type of thing. It's just a thing you open up and it tells you what to do. You put it on somebody and you back up. And you, you hope you know you hope 
that everything goes good. You hope you're never in that situation, and the people in Cincinnati were phenomenal. So that's uh, great news. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and he got home to Buffalo, I think yesterday, maybe the day before, but released from the hospital this morning, Tamar Hamlin, recuperating at home. He'll get to watch his Bills on Sunday host the Miami Dolphins in the divisional round uh, or the wild card round of the playoffs. All right, let's get to it. C-A-T-S, Cats, Cats, Cats. We had fans getting kicked out because they were holding up a sign. We had people, grown men in the post-game show, calling in, in tears, crying. Well, like, I don't want to take it that far. I mean, if you're crying over a basketball team, you might want to reevaluate things. But this is pretty low right now, and Tony's, South Carolina 71, Kentucky 68. What many people consider the worst team in the SEC comes into Rupp Arena and leads from start to finish, and there is the light at the end of the tunnel is is becoming harder to see right now. It definitely is, and but when things go bad, we talked about it before, things snowball, and it, it just snowballed last night with South Carolina playing great, throwing shots in, and if you're Kentucky, you're in desperation mode. Uh, Kaysen Wallace goes out of the game. You yep. don't have him. Jacob Toppin doesn't play. They're not excuses because you still beat a South Carolina team at home. But, yeah, I, and, and see, I, my perspective is more as a coach. And things go wrong. And sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes you're doing everything you can. And sometimes you take the blame and, and you're doing the stuff people want. The one thing that I thought was a bright spot, for Kentucky last night was their offensive execution. They were running downhill. They were running plays early in the shot clock. They did much better on offense, but defensively, they couldn't guard you, John, on the draft. No. They, they, um, where do we start? I mean, it's a quad four loss to a team that was ranked 241 in the net. You lost at home. You have uh, you got a quad four loss, as you mentioned before we went on. You have no quad one wins, which hurts as much as having a quad four loss. Uh, do we start using the term NIT here? No, Is it's that still, fair. It's still too early. It you know, I, everybody ten and six, one and three in conference. I'm not sure it's too early. I agree, but you still have a lot of the SEC season left, and I'm not going to say they're going to change. But at, I'm not at Tennessee Saturday. What's that spread going to be? Oh, they're going to be a big underdog. And then they're probably not going to win. But you know what? I don't ever give up on anybody, and I'm not the most positive person. But everybody, one thing that Kentucky fan has to remember, and you said a little bit about it a second ago, if your life revolves around 18, 19, 21, 22-year-old kids and you can't survive the next day because a bunch of kids, and if you have kids – and you have kids that are older. I have kids that are older. And you know what? You don't know what they're going to do most of the time. So, <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? So, you know, you got to keep it in perspective. And I, I know it's bad. Heck, ask Louisville fan. Heck, they'll take 10 and ten and 6 and a loss to South Carolina. Yeah, but I think Louisville fans <laughs> living vicariously through Kentucky losses right now. They are. I certainly, it certainly feels like it. They're certainly not living through their own team's wins, that's for sure. Uh, here's some of the numbers. 19.5-point spread last night. I looked it up, Scooter. Kentucky, uh, South Carolina was plus 13.30 on the money line last night. Wow. I feel like a clown for only betting them at 360. Uh, you are a clown, but that has nothing to do with your wagering expertise. <laughs> They're plus 13.30 at, the, at game time. Yikes. 
Uh, 28-game home winning streak over. South Carolina is now 3-28 in games at Rupp Arena. This is the worst SEC start at 1-3 for Kentucky since the 86-87 season, Tony. It's not good. It's not not good. UK never led last night. 5-0, 13-2 when Cal called a timeout. Uh, Sheboy had 19-12. I'm tired of, of saying um, Oscar might be the problem. Here's something last night. Oscar Sheboy told said multiple times in the postgame that he's pleading with his teammates to fight, show some intensity, and he said that he told Calipari to put in a walk-on if he has to, someone who's willing to fight. That is that that can't be good for a locker room. Well, I had a talk with a former high school coach last night about this, and he was down on Oscar because the way Oscar was last year, it wasn't celebrating shots and doing stuff. It was just work, work, work. And I'm not. And he, he said, got "I'm teed not." Up earlier this year yeah, for doing a yeah, celebration and, after. A, and he said, "I love Oscar." And he goes, "But there's something different there," and. And, and he's not blaming Oscar because Oscar does what Oscar does. But the the guy that they lost last night was a killer. It was case. It was case I, I understand that. You but, mentioned they were playing downhill there in the second half. No, he did in the first half too. Okay. Part of the problem on the offense is Oscar. Part of the problem are they too reliant on setting things up, trying so hard to get him the ball down on the block that it affects the other four guys out there, like a Wallace, like a Reeves, like a Frederick? I think it has, but I didn't and think it, it, it did. actually hurts the offense. Is I, that possible? Well, what Cal tries to do, and Jimmy Dykes, if you listen to the games, he talks about everybody runs floppy Wait action. a minute, Jimmy Dykes was doing a U.K. game? Get out of here. <laughs> but what he always says is they run a floppy, floppy action, which everybody runs, and you run a guy's screen. Well, what Kentucky does is they wait, set up, then they run it, run it, and then they have 12 seconds left on the shot clock, and yeah. they have to go quicker. Last night they did not do that. They did not do it. They came off screens earlier with the ball. And I'm going to give you some numbers here that is encouraging. And it, you got Kentucky uh, fans looking for encouraging. Reeves so was 6-for-13 from the field last night. C.J. Frederick was 6-for-9. So they were 12-for-22 between those two and last those night. Those are the guys that are supposed to be your guys that can shoot from long range. Now, Kentucky was 3-for-10 from three. And – they can't play Damian Collins. I'm sorry. Um, I, I pull for the kid. Well, you're in trouble numbers-wise last night. I mean, you're topping out. Wallace gets hurt early, so he's out for probably, what, 30 minutes of that game, last 30 minutes of that game. He did, didn't yeah, see the floor. He only played eight minutes. Uh, so. Your other option, if, if you're not going with Collins, Tony, your other option is Lance Ware. And actually, Ware gave him more than Livingston, and Collins both gave him last night. Livingston was non-existent. Yeah. And he had played better. But when you go over the team and you, you thought you started this season with a bunch of guys that were going to be able to play, you're not looking. You're looking at 40 minutes out of Wheeler and 40 minutes out of uh, Sheba last night because they're just not that good. And that, that it was false hope when they went to the Bahamas. They were playing against, I guess, me and you. Yeah. And, Scooter uh, was playing power forward. Yeah. And we, and he, he had hit a good couple games. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is right now. They have to get better. And I will say one thing about Cal, and I, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I think right now he is not doing his job. But he likes to sh- try to prove people wrong. He does. And that's the only thing as a Kentucky fan that you can look at that I think maybe 
can help things out. Somebody yelled at him during his uh, Tom Leach interview <laughs> last night, basically saying, quit making the expectations so high. Temper the expectations. And he said, I'm not a guy that does that. I'm not going to temper. The expectations are high, and they're going to continue to be high. Expectations are he's going to age about 10 Ooh. more years here. Yeah, he <laughs> he looked uh, sort of lost a couple times when they showed him where they're like, what, am I, what can I do here? I've been there. I've been there as a coach. You stand over sometimes, and you just really feel lost, and you keep trying. Last 77 games played, Kentucky is 46-31. and 31. That is a 59.7 winning percentage. Their worst record in any 77-game span. Well, you can make these numbers from you anywhere. You just keep from going with February them. February 07 to November 09 when they were also 46-31. and 31. The road doesn't get any easier, Tony, because now you've lost to Missouri and South Carolina. Not expected to be in the mix in the SEC here. Now, Missouri is a top 25 team at this point. Um, but the Alabama thing, you can actually throw that one out and say, okay, you know what, Alabama's really, really good, and you ran into a buzzsaw at their place. I don't know how they beat LSU at home, to be honest, after last night's performance. And now you head to Tennessee. Uh, what do you expect to see Saturday from this team? Fight? Well, I, I Hopefully hope, I, fight, That's right? what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see fight. You know Tennessee's going to be a big big favorite in that game. And then the Tuggies' next two games are at home against Georgia and Texas A&M. And, and, and a week ago I would have said uh, those are easy wins. I'm not saying that about any game anymore. Well, here's what Kentucky's got to do in their next four games. They're going to they're going to more than likely, I'm never going to say for sure because I bet on horses that were locks <laughs> and they didn't do <laughs> locks. And uh, they're going to lose at Tennessee. Uh, the clocker got him. Then they have, they, have, they have three games. They got Georgia, A&M, and Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. They need to win those three games. They have to win those three games, in my opinion, because you're looking at Kansas, which is non-conference. But those are winnable games. They have to win those games after Tennessee. You still have Tennessee twice, Arkansas once, Auburn – Arkansas twice, I'm sorry. Auburn once. Uh, those are, I guess, the biggest games left on the schedule conference-wise. And you do have an opportunity on January 28th to get one of those quad ones wins when Kansas comes to Rupp Arena. It's an 8 o'clock night game, ESPN, two-storied programs. You would think they would be ready to play that game. Now, health is a factor here. How long is Toppin going to be out? How bad is this Wallace lower back injury? Yeah, I mean, if Toppin and, and, and Wallace aren't playing – uh, it's bad enough right it's, now. It, it's going to get worse. If Toppin's not playing, it's Collins and Ware in that spot. Right? You get nothing out of And if spot. Wallace isn't playing, you're going to have to really lean on Reeves and Frederick a lot more, which I'm okay with. Uh, they're going to get some points, those two guys. They did that last night. Yeah, Livingston's going to have to play well for him. Gotta have play any well. chance. Um, so that's Saturday noon ESPN, Kentucky at fifth-ranked Tennessee. Tennessee with an easy win. Uh, not easy, easy, but they well, beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt played them good for a half. They beat them by nine last night. Kentucky drops from 46th in the net rankings to 62 overnight. Uh, and, again, we mentioned this. Quad four loss when when the bracket, you know, selection Sunday shows up, comes, comes about, this is one that – you look back on and say that was the turning point if you somehow don't make it into the NCAA tournament. And right now, Kentucky would just like a chance to play St. Peter's again, and that may not happen. Here's a couple things from this game. Or will it if we're talking NIT? Yeah, well, Well, they might play St. St. Peter's. St. Peter's would be a 2C. Kentucky would be the 15 in this (laughs) scenario. 
Hey, here's here's something that I just it jumped out at me. First of all, South Carolina last night was 11 for 20 from the three-point yes, line. Yes, and they were some of them were just bombs at the shot clock. Throw-ins, you know. Let's give it a shot. Give me give Michi credit. He scored 26. He oh, was and good. Two or three of those were just those bombs. Yeah. Kentucky was seven Prayers. seven for 14 from the foul line again. Yeah, killer, and absolute the, killer. Those two things right there. Foul lines and foul lines and turnovers are killers. If you just if you lose a turnover battle and miss free throws. That, look back on games. Why did we lose a three-point game? There you go. You know how many turnovers Kentucky had last night? I have no idea. Six. So that was not the problem. It was giving up. South Carolina doesn't turn you over. Yep. South it, Carolina was 11 of 20, as you mentioned, from three. Uh, they hit six or seven free throws. South Carolina out-rebounded Kentucky last night, Tony, 33 to 28. That shouldn't happen. No, that's And, again, true. you're missing Toppin. I give I give you that. Uh, actually, Wallace is a good rebounder. But Collins has got to he's got to get in there and mix it up, and he doesn't. He doesn't. And he took a couple of jumpers last night. And Jimmy Dykes actually said that's not a good shot. Even he's open from eight from you know fourteen feet, and Jimmy Dykes that's still not a good. Kentucky shot fifty percent for did. the game. They, they shot. Did. I mean, they the numbers you look at are not that bad, but the opposite side was South Carolina scored. They I mean. Their field goal percentage wasn't that good, but they were easy shots. Indiana Louisville back in action tonight. We'll talk about that. We'll get Tony's picks in the NFL playoff uh, wildcard weekend coming up. News on Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Carlos Correa coming up as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke here with us today. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number, 414-1450. The system 0-1 last night, Ole Miss. A two-point underdog at home. They were leading at halftime, but that, as Scooter reminded me, when you gamble, that doesn't matter. Auburn came back and beat Ole Miss last night, 82-73. to Ole Miss would have won if I didn't bet it. So it's you. It's me. There you are should no, have bet the first half. There are no game. <laughs> he's done that before. There are no games tonight in the system. Uh, Charleston on the road, they are a three-point underdog. However, they are not a power five team, so it doesn't fit in the system. I'm going to start charting your system for the first half. Yeah, first half's been pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to start charting the system for non-power five. Uh, see, that doesn't work. Because every time Charleston plays on the road while they're ranked, it's going to be a system bet. Yeah. and they're, they're but, but Charleston the covers other, it, it doesn't matter. But the other team's not going to beat Charleston that often, is my point. Yeah. I guess I'll let my wallet figure because that these out. Are, these conferences have really bad teams in them that don't have a chance to, to beat some of these teams. So I can't, I can't throw that in the system. Those betting I apps. don't even throw Houston in the system, in the American Athletic, because it's still not a Power 5 conference. Those betting apps, woo. Houston, by the way, I'm, I'm glad there's no betting in Kentucky. <laughs> I'd be in the poorhouse. Uh, Houston hosting South Florida tonight. Houston, a 23-point favorite. By the way, the cards are going to be hard to find. you got ESPN+. Plus. I might come over and watch the cards. Uh, they're, on, they're on ACC Plus Network+. Plus. 
Is there any? You got to have like Hulu. Works minus. You got to have like YouTube Should television. Should be on ACC minus. Yeah, but Good you can't one, John. even yeah. hear that crickets. Oh, he's fighting <laughs> back. I like it. But you can't even get that like on ESPN Plus. I tried that before. I you have thought. to have like uh, Hulu or uh, YouTube uh, television. I mean, actually, television. There, there's it, it's it's not what you think. I tried before. It says ESPN Plus on my Okay, then, on my, then it uh, is. Okay, then I can watch on that. My CBS Sports app. So. I'll probably be out to LIT tonight. Uh, all right, Indiana, by the way, tonight, right here on the Big X, 7 o'clock tip-off, 6 o'clock pregame with Don Fisher, Indiana on the road at Penn State. Let's talk about that game. The Hoosiers 10-5, and 1-3 and three in Big Ten play after that loss at home to Northwestern on Sunday. Jalen hood Shafino had 33 points in that game. Trace Jackson Davis had 18 points and 24 rebounds, and they found a way to lose, Tony. Think about those numbers. Got to have help from other guys. Penn right? State is a two-point favorite tonight. Um, IU leads the series 42-13. to Penn State coach Micah Shrewsbury was very unhappy with the officiating after his team lost uh, to Purdue. On Sunday, in fact, he criticized the officials after the game. Penn State shot three free throws in that game. That's right, three free throw attempts against Purdue. Um, Didn't they only have ten combined? It's the Big Ten. I think Purdue only shot seven. Zach Eady had 30 points and double-digit rebounds, and they had no answer for him. That makes me think Trace Jackson Davis should uh, maybe have another big night tonight. But he's not practicing. Keep this in mind. He said yesterday, look, I'm I'm playing in the games. I'm doing everything I can to get my back where it needs to be. And part of that is not taking place in contact practicing. Um, I don't know if, if, if you can keep up 18 and 24. Fine, don't practice. I'm good with that. But Trace Jackson Davis, Tony, right now, he and uh, Hood Shafino, they can't do it all on their own. They, you need a little bit of help here. They tried to do it on their own Sunday, and it didn't work. Well, I, I, I agree with one thing you always say, and there's and that's not normal. I don't agree with stuff yeah, you usually say. But <laughs> Sky's blue. I mean, what do you agree with me on? Conference, home games, yep, it's tough to win when you're on the road. And it will be tough for IU tonight. I actually like IU. I don't think Penn State's that good, but it's a different animal when you show up on the road. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Indiana's not ranked, so this is not a assistant bet. And There's Penn nobody State, ranked around here. Penn State at home is favored, so it wouldn't be a system bet anywhere. What you is the line? Two. Are you surprised they're favored? No, I, I'm not. Penn State is once 11 again, and 5, 2 and 3 in conference. That's why I, I would like IU. But just what you said, the reason Penn State is a two point favorite, thir- they've lost to Purdue by 13, and they've lost, by, uh, lost to 10 by Michigan their last two games. They did beat Iowa. And then, you know, they haven't beaten anybody besides for that. But on the road, that's why Vegas makes the Nittany Lions favorite. But Indiana's three losses, two of them at Rutgers. They were favored in that game. The Indiana was considered a lot better team at that point. They lost at Rutgers. And the loss to Iowa, they had a, they had a three-touchdown lead, Tony. They were 28-7 to seven in that game. So I still like this team. Um, but when is Xavier Johnson coming back, if ever? When is Race Thompson coming back from his knee injury? If ever. This isn't one of those situations. And Mike Woodson said, look, next guy's got to step up. But these are major injuries. Says. This is your point guard and basically your five-man uh, because TJD plays 
pretty much the four. But I mean, this is your center, one of your leading, one of your leading rebounders, and your point guard. I mean, these are huge injuries to try to overcome. Well, Race Thompson's the big one. I mean, it's, absolutely, that's just huge. I mean, they need him playing next to, but you know, but Trace Bates has to score. Miller Cops got to hit a couple. Everybody of Everybody has threes. to, John. That's on every I mean, people team. People have to. Every people team have got to contribute. Yeah, every team. You got it. Can't just come from a couple spots. But, and if it does, you're going to lose. Gonna who's it going to be? Well, so it on better this be team. somebody's going to have to. Somebody. Scooter, you're, you know Indiana. Who's it going to be? Has to be tomorrow. Bates. You, you like renew? I don't. I'm I not, do. I'm not a renew I, fan this season. I maybe, do really maybe like in the renew. future. He uh, he came in with his hair on fire, and then he's kind of been really bad the last few weeks. He's got bad hair too. He's he needs to get it back together. Um, Huchifino's a real deal. Enjoy yeah. him. He's going to be gone in uh, in April for sure. His hair was cool on Sunday. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> I did see that. Looked like an inside of a church. Uh, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. I'm off Pepsi. You know, TJ asked me. He was like, "What's Nobody John going to talk about today?" I'll tell you what I'm going to talk about. I'm in. A, I've been off Pepsi for a full day now. Wow, and I'm I'm a His three, leg shaking. I, it is. I'm a three Pepsi a day guy. That's big time. And it is. It's killing me. I'm on water. I told him there's nothing more boring than you. water. No, I agree. It's terrible. Here's what you do. You see this water bottle I have here, John? Yeah, it looks like it's urine you in get, there. Tony. You get Crystal Light oh, or those type urine. things, okay. and you put it in there, and you drink water all day because you, you have so a little taste. So committed in it. to the show that you brought a bottle to urinate in, so you didn't have to leave the. Leave I the show. wasn't going to mention. I appreciate that. that. <laughs> Big Ten last night, Michigan State went to Wisconsin, talked about it yesterday. Wisconsin, uh, a home-ranked underdog yesterday to an unranked Michigan State team. Vegas knows what they're doing. Michigan State beats Wisconsin 69-65. That was a hell of a game. So fun. Who is is really good? Who is really good in college basketball? In my opinion, in my opinion, Purdue is really good. Now, I could be wrong. I don't think – I know you hate Purdue. I don't think uh, – that was Scooter with the raspberry. Yeah, that wasn't me. I don't think anybody <laughs> has an answer for Zach Eady. And if he stays out of foul trouble – and look, they're freshman guards. They're freshmen. So, uh, somewhere along the line, they're not going to play well. But I think they've got everything it takes to win it. It is so wide open. It's more, wide, it's more wide open is. this year than Houston's it's ever been. probably good, but I they, just don't know. Yeah, you can't you can't trust them because you don't know enough about them. Kansas, they should have lost. Kansas should have lost in Allen Fieldhouse last night. Yes, they should have. Man, Oklahoma gave that game away. I was watching that one. That was one I was watching. And Oklahoma's ten and six. Then you know they're not on the road. Billy Billy Tubbs, God rest his soul, is not coming through that door. What's his name? Moser. Guy was at uh, Loyola. That's their head coach. Parker Moser. Porter. 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 Yeah. You know, I love getting first names right. That's true. Uh, ask Spencer Bennett. We're gonna start calling <laughs> you. We're gonna start calling you Jim Spears. Virginia beat Carolina <laughs> last night, sixty-five fifty-eight in uh, Charlottesville. Uh, Carolina's now eleven and six. They are the Kentucky of the ACC. Number one preseason. Big expectations and not coming through. Uh, is Virginia now the best team in the ACC? I know Clemson's undefeated. Pitt's been good, but it's Tony Bennett. Did again. you just listen to what All you said? All of a said? sudden, does Tony Bennett have the best team? Did you in the listen ACC? to what you said? Virginia, Pitt, and Clemson. I know. Where's Carolina? <laughs> Where's Duke? Where's Louisville? I, I know. I know. Virginia, Pitt. That's what you said. And I was Clemson. like, what? That's the ACC teams you're talking about? Dude. That's where we're at right now. I know. You're exactly right. Oh, gosh. Florida State's terrible. Louisville's terrible. Florida State is terrible. 
I mean, what are you, what are you looking at? Uh, Miami now. Miami's got a good record. So they Clemson's well. five and zero. Oh, Miami and Pitt are four and one. Virginia's four and two now. Duke is three and two. By the way, Duke uh, home tonight against Pittsburgh. Duke's an eight point favorite. Um, Pitt's Pitt is. I don't want to say they're back, but Jeff Capel's doing a great job. They're eleven and, and five, and they've been nothing under the Capels. And all of a sudden this year, because I guess the ACC's so down. That they've moved up in the ACC. Notre Dame's one in five in conference. I'm, I'm looking at these. Notre numbers. Dame is one in five in conference, and they I, did they win last night. I feel like they won last night. Yep. Top three teams are Clemson, Miami, Pitt, and then two losses. They all have one. Nope. Virginia has two. <laughs> Wake has two. Duke has two. Syracuse has two, and Florida State, oh who is gosh. five and eleven. On the season, it's yeah. three and two in conference. Notre Dame is one and five. They beat Georgia Tech in South Bend last night, 73-72 in overtime. Both those teams are one and five in the ACC. Florida State, Florida State at Wake tonight. Big oh, on the throw ACC. the records out. <laughs> Pitt at Duke tonight, BC at Miami, Virginia Tech at Syracuse, Louisville at Clemson, Wake Forest hosting Florida State. Wake Forest eight-point favorite there after that big rousing win in the Yum Center. Um, all right, Louisville tonight. Well, let's do that after the break. First, let's get some news and notes here. Tony, how did Carlos Correa pass the what, – what's different about the physical in Minnesota that they don't have for the Mets and the Giants? Well, me, you, and Scooter figured it out. It's cold up there, so it's, it's, it's different. You can, it's you can pass the physical and you can't get through anything. That's, that, that's unbelievable. Two teams. It's not cold in New York in the summertime, John. It's not cold in Minnesota in the summertime. Uh, I bet it's a little chilly. <laughs> I don't know how he got it. <laughs> Here's the physical in Minnesota. How you feeling today? Feeling good. pretty good. Okay, you're in. Six years, $200 million for Carlos Correa to come back and play shortstop. You get the feeling he didn't want to go to Minnesota. No. It was his option after last year. It was his option to opt out and go somewhere else. He wanted to be a giant. He wanted to be a Met. More like a 10-year contract. I don't think he wanted to be a twin again, Tony. He lost money. Because of those physicals. Yes, he, he, he lost time. I mean, he lost years, and he lost money on his contract. And now he's all happy to be back oh, in I'm Minnesota. So, I loved it here so much last year. Okay. All right. We kind of don't believe you. <laughs> Just put up numbers. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa out this weekend. He did not get through concussion protocols that he had to get through, so he will not start against uh, – the Bills in Buffalo, that's not good if you're a Miami fan. The Dolphins are 1-3 this year in games that Tua did not start. Uh, it looks like Teddy's not going to be ready either with the finger problem. Skyler Thompson yeah, going to get the start Thompson. in Buffalo. That is not good if you're a Dolphins fan. No, it, it's not good at all. And I have a, you know just a thought and a question together. Should Tua give up football? Boy, that's a great, that's a great take, I think, because – Things are more important, you know. As you know, hopefully not, he's made enough money oh, so far yeah, that's not that an issue. it's it it wouldn't be an issue to go do something else, get in the broadcast booth, go into coaching, uh, go coach coach quarterbacks, go help out uh, at Alabama. I'm sure they could put him on the staff as a graduate assistant there or something. But rephrase that, John. Hopefully he hasn't spent enough money. Well, yeah, well, he's got money because he's, he's made enough. He's made, he's made enough. But, but, you know, it's not the same scenario, but, you know, the Colts with Andrew Luck, he just gave it up. And there's certain times that 
your health is more important or your mental health and your physical yeah. health is more important than playing a sport. Buffalo has gone from a 10-point favorite to a 13-point favorite today after the two of news. Load up on them. Got out. All right, some NBA uh, numbers from last night. The Heat hit all 40 free throws they took last night to break an NBA record. Most free throws made in a game without missing. Uh, the previous record, I think, was 39. They tied it, and then Jimmy Butler hit one to win the game over Oklahoma City, 112 to 111. And how many Jimmy hit? Jimmy was 23 of 23. He's the first player to ever score 35 points in an NBA game while only making six field goals. That's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable number. Donovan Mitchell made his triumphant return to Utah last night for Cleveland. They honored him. There was a video. They welcomed him back with open arms. The crowd really was uh, chanting his name and very receptive to Donovan Mitchell. Then Mitchell went out and scored 46 on the Jazz. I'm not sure how long they were cheering him uh, when he was putting 46 on them. Now, Utah did it, win it the game. It was perfect. Utah fam was perfect Yeah, 116-114. Welcome back, Donovan. Great game. 40, we beat you. Yeah. Have a nice trip back to Cleveland. Steph Curry in return from his injury last night scored 24, but Golden State lost to a Phoenix team that had lost eight straight without Devin Booker, without DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix beats the Warriors 125-113. Steph played, Clay played, Draymond played, Andrew Wiggins played, and at home they got handled easily by an undermanned Phoenix team is the Golden State love. Are we are we done with the dynasty at Golden State? Well, it looks like when they lost Damian, uh, Damian Lee, they lost the, you know, the leader wow. of the team. Wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I don't even know how to respond to that. Other than let's take a break. We'll come back, preview Louisville's game tonight, late night start uh, at Little John Arena. We'll talk about that, and we'll get Tony's picks for the NFL Upcoming Wild Card Weekend. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Eye. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio, final segment. You can still hit us up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Last chance to get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Texter says, don't forget Indiana's down two starters. I did talk about that, I think. You did. And also, uh, is it time for Logan D to get some minutes? Scooter, I'll defer to you on all things Indiana. I would say I've seen Duncan play a little bit, um, but it's mop-up duty, right? Yeah, I mean he's gotten just garbage minutes this year, which I don't, I don't know that I would disagree with him playing. I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Whose in time is he taking? If uh, he's coming in, Geronimo. Yeah, he's filling it. Geronimo put up a big goose egg on Sunday. Yeah, didn't do anything. Played, I think he played maybe ten, twelve minutes. Mike Woodson obviously was not happy with the way he was conducting himself. Had a couple of rebounds, but not much else. I think you give Geronimo's minutes to Renew call today. Yeah, you're not you're not playing Duncan ahead of Renew. No, um, and really at this point, Geronimo either. Maybe a spot minute or two uh, at the end of a, a a segment where you're getting close to a TV timeout to let TJD get his breath. But got to have offense in this game. Jackson Davis played all 40 minutes on Sunday. He's got to do that every game with a bad unfortunately. Back? Well, he had. Did you see him land on it on Sunday? He actually that landed square on his back. 
I thought he was going to be done for the game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to it. Louisville two and fourteen, zero and five in the conference. They're at Clemson tonight, Tony. The uh, Tigers are thirteen and three, and they are the only undefeated team in conference play in the ACC. Five and zero. Oh, Nine o'clock. Good luck finding it. It's on ESPN Plus. Clemson seventeen now, seventeen point favorite. Uh, Brad Brownell, the head coach. I don't know who the leading scorer is for Clemson, and quite frankly, I don't care. The Cards able to keep it close. They've covered the last few times out. You said Tony the Tigers. I said Tony, comma, the Tigers. But the way you said it, it was funny. But I try to have a serious conversation about the game, and he jumps in with uh, Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes reference. Because they, they are is, great. Clemson is great. <laughs> it's going off the rails. Does Louisville cover? John, I told you the same thing you, you mentioned about Kentucky last night. I have no confidence if I was betting to bet yeah, on Louisville or Kentucky. By the way, did I not say on this show yesterday, Scooter, I can't get take Kentucky and give anybody 20 points? You did. Yeah. Um, apparently, I can't take it's them good and call. Give, give no points. No, I, I, I just would have no right. – on the road, if they get behind, I all of a sudden – the yeah, game gets lopsided late. If they the stay ship in the game, the starts to sink quickly, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and that, that's that's why. But it, it's but but it's a lot of points against Wake Forest. They were down twenty-two, cut it to I think three. Where were they playing at? Terrific comeback. Yeah, I know the Yum Center with that huge crowd, that that throng they had in in the Yum Center the other night. Look, Mike James is playing better. He was ACC Offensive Rookie of the Week. He had twenty-four against Wake Forest. He's shooting it better. He's more active. L. Ellis has had no help all year, um, but L. Ellis averaging 17.8 a game. Now he seems to have a little bit of help. Kenny Payne said it the other day after the game. Look, guys, we're 2-14. and 14. There's no moral victories. Don't tell me about moral victories. Don't ask me if it's a moral victory. There's no such thing. We need to win a basketball game. Are they getting better? I think they are. I think, they're, I think they've gotten much better. The, the problem is – it's just not good enough. There's Te- just not enough talent. Texter says Louisville has never won at Clemson since joining the ACC. Can you look that up, Scooter? I'm not sure that's accurate. Wow. It's, I mean, I don't know why somebody I, would text me that if it wasn't accurate. And when, when facts are optional, you can go with it. This is not the year the Texter continues that that streak is snapped. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't Look, they covered against Wake. They covered against Syracuse. Again, both those games were at home. Last two times out, I, I'm with you here. I don't think they get it done tonight. I think this is a 25 to 30 point win for Clemson tonight. Boy, I never thought I'd say that. It it just feels that way. It's a late game too, right? At nine o'clock. That's even worse for Louisville. Jeez. What are we doing all day You're in Clemson, South Carolina? What are we? What are we playing video about, games? Thinking about out? the two wins we have. That stat is accurate. The last time Louisville won at Clemson, 1973-74 season. Whoo, woof. Stanley uh, Button. Were they in the Metro? Team. They've they've only played twelve. Darryl times, Griffith though. was on that. That's Missouri. That's when Little was in the Missouri Valley, wasn't it? Right? <laughs> All right, so, uh, three top twenty-five matchups tonight. Early game: Alabama at Arkansas. The Hogs still dealing with injuries. Tony, they're twelve and three. Alabama's ranked fourth. Arkansas's fifteenth. There was a day, and I don't know if that day is still here upon us, when you would beat Kentucky. And you would go on the road, Tony, and it would it would not be good for you. Alabama beat Kentucky.
They are going on the road to take on Arkansas. This game's a pickle. What do you think? It used to be the letdown theory. You, yeah. you beat Kentucky, you go on the road, you're going to have a letdown. Uh, it's just going to be tough to play. I don't at know Ar- if it's still it, the it, case. It's going to be tough to play at Arkansas. They're, they're going to be rocking in there. And I, if I, once again, on Arkansas minus one, that's what I have over yeah. here. So Vegas knows. I'm, they will be rocking and uh, Bud Walton. So Muscle have his shirt off. <laughs> you got it, Marquette. Uh, no, I'm not oh, watching that. Gosh, uh, you, I, I tell you what, you I guess Twitter, I agree two, with that. Marquette's yeah. thirteen and four, seven o'clock on CBS Sports Network. UConn a road favorite here, two and a half over Marquette. Marquette's played I very UConn, well lately. I think UConn's really good. I think they are too, but Marquette has played very well under Shaka. A lot of people don't know Shaka is at Marquette, and they've played yeah. very well once again. You know, you're looking. I know two ranked teams, but. Only a two-and-a-half point spread in Connecticut. I agree with you, John. It's good. So, I'd, I would go with Marquette. TCU at Texas. Two ranked teams there. Texas is six-and-a-half, nine o'clock on ESPN2. Texas at home. A uh, About a touchdown favorite here. Who's, T- uh, who's Texas coach right now? Uh, interim coach. Yeah. It's going to be Rick Pitino it, it, next year. It's, 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 a, it's a tough spot down there right now. Do I, I don't take care. the phone call or do I, do I get Tony's pick? He said it was going to be quick. Ed, make it worth. quick. <laughs> Boy, we've heard that well, before. Yeah, I got to get Tony's football pick, so make it quick. I know you got to get the okay, and I'll I'll be quick. Do you gentlemen realize that uh, who was the coach at Clemson, and who played on that team and led Louisville in scoring the last time Louisville won at Clemson? Sunny Sunny uh, Leslie Cox Smith. Mm, no on both. Who's, Junior Bridgman. Who was the and coach? And Eighth Locke, who was with Bob Eight Knight at Indiana, Eighth uh-huh. Locke had a good had a good team that year. Had a, they had a the uh, Clemson football uh, basketball team had a good year uh, that year. I now should, I should know. Anytime I bring up something from the mid seventies, Ed's going to call with a stat. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I was uh, I was probably at. No, I wasn't at the game. You no, got twenty really. seconds, but. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know if if uh, and I'm gonna. This is a good segue for you. Ten. Are the Bengals nine. are the Bengals gonna get back to the Super Bowl one? And how about Saturday? Who who comes closer to winning? North Carolina at Louisville or Tennessee, Kentucky at oh. Knoxville? Who who comes closer to winning? Uh, Amando Baycott went down last night for Carolina. I saw that. Louisville will come so closer just, to winning than Kentucky to, does. I just wanted to throw that caveat out. And I like it. To your pick. I like it. And I'll be in tomorrow or Friday just to let you know. Yeah, just flip a coin because I, n- I need to prepare for the show. I just don't need to know what day you're coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. I think it matters who dies, right? Tony, that's a good question, I think. Who, who comes closer to winning, Louisville at home against Carolina or Kentucky at Tennessee? Louisville. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially with Baycott out. Look, Louisville's got some size inside. And without Baycott, they should try to exploit that. Now, the problem is you're guard-driven with Ellis and James and your guys Huntley Hatfield and Withers and whoever else you want to say, uh, Roosevelt Wheeler, those uh, Sidney Curry, those guys haven't done much. Where is Huntley Hatfield? I thought he was going to be he was a gonna great be a addition maker. to yeah. that team. He's not. All right, NFL – we start on Saturday with uh, the early game, which is Seattle and San Francisco. The Niners are now a 10-point favorite here, Tony. 
I love a stat in the wild card divisional round. Teams that are double digit favorites are eight no all time and eight no against the spread all time. I just can't go with Seattle. I, I'm just not. I know they've worked hard to get where they are, and and if I have to bet on Geno Smith, then uh, I'm, I'm out. Geno's, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Geno's the points. Geno's gonna be comeback player of the year. In the NFL. I, I think he will be. Um, all right, so you're going to give the points there. Chargers, Jacksonville, this is the only road favorite. Um, it started as a pick em. Keep that in mind. And now the Chargers are two-point favorite in Jacksonville on Saturday night. Everything says take the Chargers, but I like the Jaguars. The Herbert and Lawrence going to be a great match. I think that's a great game to watch. Uh, and I, I'm going to go with the home team there. Taking the points on the home team. Yes, sir. I like it. Sunday, early game, Miami at Buffalo. The spread is now up to 13 with two out. Uh, do the Dolphins have any chance here? They they played a they played Buffalo tough in Buffalo the last time they played. Take your four hundred one k and put it on the Bills. <laughs> uh, this program neither endorses nor agrees with Tony Burke's opinions on this show. I will tell you on Friday whether I agree with that or not. Middle game of the day, four thirty. The Giants and your Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's three point favorite. Everybody I've watched on national TV is picking the Giants here. Well, sorry, Middletown Mo, but uh, Vikings are, are going to cover that one. That's a day game for Kirk Cousins. That's a good thing if you're a Viking fan. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati, eight fifteen on NBC Sunday Night Football. The Bengals just beat Baltimore. Now they're six and a half. It appears as if Lamar's still going to be out. Harbaugh had no update today on his quarterback. Um, Sucker bet. Bengals have won eight in a row here. Sucker bet. It kind of is. But I'll, I'll be the sucker because I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah, it's, it seems that like Baltimore right. usually plays them tough, but that's usually with Lamar. I don't think the Bengals played especially well on Sunday, but they covered and they won easy, fairly easily. Yeah, you you got to think the Bengals are going to. And they won eight in a row, man. And they look, they lost two games beginning of the season on last second field goals. They, they, they could have been, they been, they're really good. They are good. Yeah. Monday, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way from you. Dallas and Tampa Bay. The Cowboys on the road, three-point favorite after laying an egg in in Washington last Sunday. And the Buccaneers still are at home and have a guy named Tom Brady playing quarterback. Well, I know you like the Buccaneers, but uh, sorry, Phoenix Hill Richard. Uh, I hate <laughs> Dallas, and I hate Dallas, and I hate Dallas, but and I'm you're picking, picking Dallas. Dallas. Oh, but I guess your game of the week now is Buffalo since you're putting your 401k. Yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I've mortgaged the house. I hope Tara's not listening. So should be fine in retirement with that win. Cliff Kingsbury out in uh, Arizona. Have you been watching HBO's Hard Knocks? I have not, John. I have not got into it. It's going to be another episode, final episode tonight. J.J. Watt retiring. I'm sure they're going to touch upon that. Do you see the video of him Crying. No, I, Everybody around I, the league. I saw the video on Twitter, but I didn't actually watch it because I'm going to watch the show. And John will be crying. During and the I show. will. And I didn't want to cry on the show here. So it's great. Uh, I think his brothers all both make an appearance. Yep. His parents, his wife, oh, bunch man. of bunch of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. You already got me tearing up, Twitter. My heartstrings. I know. I'm all right. Indiana tonight. Do they win or cover against Penn State? No. Indiana plus two here. I'm going to take Penn State because I just think on the road and right now that the, the Hoosiers are real. I'm going to take Indiana. I'm going to take Indiana. It's awfully brave of you, that John. That was a tough loss by Penn State the other day. They're still trying to recover from that. Uh, and TJD and, and JHS, I guess we'll call them, I say they get some help tonight. 
Indiana, Penn State, 7 o'clock tonight, 6 o'clock pregame right here on the Big Ten. Thanks for listening. Big Thanks X. to Tony and Scooter on the Big X or the Big Ten. Big Ten basketball <laughs> on the Big X. Spears on Sports, Eminem Cartage. See you tomorrow. On the X.